Hey Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, actor-activist Scott Turner Schofield. Sure, but I wasn't nominated for an Emmy because I'm trans. I was nominated for an Emmy because a group of my performing peers voted for me as a good actor. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. It's Pride, bitch. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi guys. Hey Pride fam. Welcome to another episode of Pride the Podcast brought to you by our good Judies at Rehab Entertainment. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm coming in at a virtual location today. Sorry I couldn't be live with you folks. Yeah, where are you calling in from? <laughs> Mr. Braden Bradley. I am calling in from the Isle of Manhattan. I am still in Manhattan. I'm located in Harlem, just a few blocks from you. But it has been a crazy day, and I literally just got out of the shower. You look fresh. Thank you very much. I just did my, my Glow Recipe regimen. Love their products. So um, by the time I got this done, there was no way I was going to make it over to the green room in time to record. So apologies, but here I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be okay. We'll, I think we'll survive. Well, we're very happy to have you <laughs> with us virtually. So how has everyone been since the last time we met? Um, it's been kind of a roller coaster. Obviously, you know, we lost a very important person, Trailblazer, Chadwick Boseman, like, ugh, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, because really it came out of nowhere. We weren't even prepared, like, you know, oh, he's sick, like, oh, man, like, oh. Nothing. Why don't you think he made that public knowledge? Like, I think a personal that, choice. I Maybe. think that he, it could have been a couple reasons. It could have been he didn't want that to affect the roles that he got and you know people to not cast him because they're like oh he's a liability right and also he might have not wanted special treatment like he he didn't want the topic of like him and his legacy to be him being having cancer mm. he wanted it to be about his work and well, that's it uh, i think ashley's 100 percent mm -hmm. right he definitely spoke about um he had spoke to i believe it was josh gad um they had shared text but he he wanted things done by his terms um he actually just got married very recently the date isn't out but it was just very recently that he got married once he you know knew that he wasn't doing well so i think it's just uh what he has taught at least me is like some people when you know you are sick and you know that you are dying you can choose to die by your own terms and i think that's what he did and i think mm -hmm. instead of letting people know to him and ha the people who were close to him and his family and friends those are the people he was able to focus on and i think that's what's most important mm -hmm. it was just a sad like ashley gasped and i got scared because yeah. like, what happened would you see and she was like, oh my God, Black Panther. I gasped too when I got the alert. Yeah. I, I did. I was at, uh, I was hanging out with a friend of ours, Lindsay, and I was sitting there and I, I literally gasped. I was like, what happened? Like, I, we all had the same visceral reaction. It just came out of nowhere. And it was just like, what? He was sick? Yeah. Not only was he sick, was he, but he was dying. Yeah. Like, ugh, it's wow. just so sad. But like, what a legacy that he left behind. He, put his imprint on entertainment, on the hearts of so many POC children, and then just the world in general. Like, Black Panther was huge. It was. And it was a cultural reset. It was. It was very inspirational. I think it's the best MCU, like, movie. Yeah. And yeah. It's to me, anyway. Yeah, that one's my favorite and probably Thor. Ragnarok. 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 Ragnarok is so good. <laughs> and I, I just think that, you know, what he did was he was a king and he was a hero. You know, him and Michael B. Jordan have been intertwined for so many years and people mm -hmm. didn't know. Um, Michael B. Jordan famously played the role of Reggie Montgomery on All My Children, where prior to that, Chadwick Boseman actually played the role for a few days. Um, he struggled so much with deciding 
how am I as a black man gonna play the stereotypical character on a soap opera where you know I'm hurting white people, I'm a thief, I'm I'm a criminal and he made the decision to leave the role, but not before talking to the producers about what they should do if they choose to recast slash keep the role. So Michael B. Jordan did an amazing tribute to him this week where he thanked him and he said, mm -hmm. you know, if it was not for you, the role of Reggie would not have been successful. It would not have been a successful role. You know, he was acting with the great Susan Lucci, Walt Wiley, and I just think that he has really set the bar for a lot of people um, in Hollywood and he's definitely gonna be missed. Mm -hmm. Rest in power. <sighs> but on the flip side this week, Niecy Nash. Yes. yes. Like, what in the world? I had no idea about that either. I too gasped at that alert. <laughs> yeah. I, I like saw the article and I was like, did everyone else know that she was like queer but me? And they were like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I was like, Nash. okay, okay, cool. I thought I was like the only one. That no. But yeah, she came right on out, baby. And she not said, out, but married. Yeah. Yes, she said, I'm a lesbian, and oh yeah, I'm married today too. Like, didn't give the world no heads up. Well, what do you guys think about that? I think that's a good question to kind of open with and kind of talk about. What do you think about this new set of Hollywood rules where famous people, well-known people, are keeping things from the public that are important to them, such as, you know, Chadwick Boseman, now Nisi Nash. We've heard so many times here recently that they're keeping things close to the chest. How do you guys feel about that? I think that's what they should do. Yeah, like, I think they it makes are sense. people. Yeah. Right, and it's like they are not obligated to share those kinds of things with us, mm -hmm. right? You know, mm. like you're not obligated to tell me you're sick or that you're a lesbian. Right. <laughs> like you don't have to tell me that if you choose to share it with me, great. You know, you have fans out there that like love these people, but like you don't have to tell me none. Mm -hmm. I also but, feel like it's really refreshing and authentic because. Well, maybe like 10 years ago when people would come out, they maybe would like partner with a product or be on the cover of a magazine or do mm -hmm. some like brand endorsement to get more of an approval uh, and money, of course. So I think okay. it's really nice that Nisi put herself and her relationship and her feelings first above all else and then said, oh, I guess the world can know too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that last night, Brandy versus Monica, uh, Monica said, she was like, um, if once the audience or the outside world hears about it, I've already dealt with it. Mm -hmm. Like, she was like, I was single way before, like, the world knew I was single. So no. she was like, I was already over it or, you know, dealt with it. That's a, that, that is a really good point on that. You know, Nisa Nash has known, uh, her wife Jessica Betts for a very long time. I went through their Instagram last night. I was like, let me go back I and look. Too. They've actually known each other. You saw when you, if you go to many pictures of Jessica's page, you'll see all the comments Nisi would post, like fire emojis or hearts and like all the way back until early 2019. So it's just like, oh, y'all have known each other for a very long time and it seems like mm -hmm. the people that are close to Nisi and Jessica have both stated congratulations guys we knew you would do it it's actually very similar to Raven Simone and her wife that just got married as well yeah. where everyone was like oh yeah Raven we knew y'all were gonna get married we've we've been around you guys if we're close to you we knew that you were a lesbian we knew that you were dating this person we knew that y'all had the potential to get married so I think that's beautiful choosing your tribe mm-hmm yeah, I was yeah. more expected with Nisi though. I felt like Raven like gave a little bit of tidbits oh, here and there. <laughs> right. You know, she was a lesbian, but Nisi just six. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's getting ready to so, possibly go home for homecoming, so he's getting ready. Yeah, that too. Um, did you um happen to watch the verses last night, Brayden? Brandy versus Monica. No, because I was in bed by 7 p.m. Oh, okay. Booger. It came on at like 8 something. Yeah, I eight. just missed it by the hair of my chinny chinny hungover chin. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was really, it was really so good. so much fun. All the 90s bops. Uh, it just took me back a flood of memories. Middle school dances, dancing to Have You Ever. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to have to watch it. It's good. It's good. It's really good. Um, Monica definitely did not want to be there. 
Really? Yeah. Probably not. Well, you know, again, what's actually? Yeah, if you watch it, you, she just has this like very like like underlying attitude. I'm just like I, I do, I'm ready to, to go. Like mm. when I'm at the club, and I'm just like I just want to go home. Unless <laughs> you're at a table, I want to get a law, and I want to go home. Yes, law. <laughs> Well, um, how many times does she have to do this, or is this just a one-time thing? No, bro, this, this is a one-time one thing. This, this, this is a one-time gig. You this can't pull it together thing. for one time. But you know they had, like, issues, so they hadn't talk, been seen each other in, like, nine years, I think they said? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, eight. like, ten. Yeah, it was, like, 2011 or something. And, um, yeah, so they kind of touched on like oh yeah you know we we had our little argument like it wasn't this whole big feud but like we just didn't fuck mm. with each other back wow. so allegedly so like he did yeah, some digging apparently Darrell found some yeah he did some digging found some info <laughs> allegedly Monica punched Brandy <laughs> at like the VMAs and whatever yeah. year it was and then it just was like yeah. It was right before the performance of The Boy Is Mine. So if you actually go and continue digging research, you'll find that there's been many actors and actresses and musicians over the years who have spoke out against Brandy and her mother's treatment of them. Um, it does seem like that Brandy does recognize some of that as she spoke out herself and say, listen, I've grown, I've, you know, I, I, I'm asking for forgiveness. Like, I, I know that I wasn't the best, you know? Shirley Ralph spoke out against it. Um, Thea Vidal, when she was on the Thea show, a lot of people have kind of spoke out like, eh, Brandy wasn't the best. And I think the thing is with Monica, Monica grew up in a certain era of the music world and a certain crowd of people where you are, Monica don't mind taking, getting her Vaseline and handling her. So I think that Brandy <laughs> kind of met her match in that. Uh, but the question I have for all of us who are Brandon Monica's fans, we're talking about tribes. Who did you think, who, who do you go for? Even if you didn't see last night, like Brandon and the Sea, who do you think wins out of Brandy and Monica? Brandy all the way. Brandy. Like, she just has like the legacy Monica. she had Moesha. <laughs> <laughs> like she had Moesha, she had Cinderella, like, she had Whitney as the mentor. Mm -hmm. Like she was just more has more of the star quality, I feel. But I love Monica. I think she's great. And when they both came out, it was like that was one of my girls. That was for a black girl, that was my Britney and Christina. It well, was I was like Brandy and you Monica. About that. Being an amazing vocalist yourself, you heard the vocals last night a little bit. We wanted to hear more because we was really upset. <laughs> like what connected you? Uh, being a vocalist to Brandy and Monica like back in the day. Their the voices are amazing. Like they really are. I mean, you heard Monica when she would, her first album she recorded when she was 12, mm -hmm. singing like she's a 30 year old woman who'd been through heartache. Heart you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it's crazy. So like I related to that <laughs> so much. And now and you then, are a 30 year old woman going through heartache. Well, so, you know, <laughs> hey, so I was triggered. Right. <laughs> and then Brandy, same thing. And then honestly, like Brandy Cinderella was so, mm -hmm. you know, the representation really, really matters. It mm -hmm. really does. Because yes. seeing her and just like, oh, I can be a princess too. Like I can be part of royalty or I'm a princess. And like, it, you know, I didn't get that from other princesses it was nice to look up but they didn't look like me you jasmine know? was the closest one jasmine was the closest one so when Ma brandy came out with cinderella it was just like and with her braids it was just like oh my god <laughs> like it i love them both but brandy <laughs> um for me particularly i think the days of pitting two women together in the music industry or in the acting world is so long past. I think they are both amazing Black queens. I think that they both, like Ashley was saying, gave so much to the music industry, uh, you know, to the acting industry, just to the entertainment industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. So I think it was so great to see both of them come together last night, even though Monica was ready to go home. But it was great to see <laughs> them both come together last night and just that black girl magic and what mm -hmm. i want everyone to see if you go to instagram to the versus instagram and twitter they've actually posted a video and on the video it shows how it really ended last night all we saw was them walk off stage when they actually mm -hmm. walked off stage they started hugging they were dancing on each other they were it was so much love that was 
genuine because the person was recording them from across the way. So I, I just think that it was so good to see like, okay, Monica might have been irritated. I think it was also nerves. I think they both were like, yeah. look, we just talked a few hours ago about our issue. Now we're on camera. Now they want us to do certain things. We've never done this. Like, how's Yo, this going to go? Imagine if somebody we had an argument with, we all of a sudden, like, y'all are going to be on camera together and y'all are going to kiki for three hours. We did, almost. <laughs> I was going to say, we could probably do it. We could probably I think do we can. Yeah. We, we did a yeah. little, for a little bit. Every Wait, I want to go back a second. You mean to tell me there was a drop-down fight at the VMAs between Brandy and Monica before they went the on stage <laughs> and they... Shut up. And they sang and delivered a performance? They did. They did. Wow. Word on the street. Yes, the word, word on the street. Word on the street. I mean... Wow. You know, that's kind of been, you know, they did it. They tried to do that with Whitney and Mariah. They did it with Brittany and Christina, Brandy and Monica, you know. And Seeking Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, and you know, they they, def they tried to do something with Jessica Simpson and Mandy Moore, but I don't know what happened. But the thing is, is that they always have been putting artists, pitting artists together. You know, Nicki Minaj against Lil' Kim, mm -hmm. against Cardi Never B. Against, against, Nicki Minaj Nicki, against, Nicki against every Nicki. female rapper, rapper there is. Yeah, and so I think it's, it's very <laughs> tough to be an artist in, in this realm, especially, you know, with media yeah. and everything. So mm -hmm. I think growing conversation can help, but I think that's what Brandy and Monica did. So thank you, Versus. Thank you, Tyler Perry. Thank you, yeah, everyone it, who made that happen last night. It mm -hmm. garnered over like 1.1, 1.5 million viewers. Yeah. And no on one dropped off on Instagram. So it was like, wow, it's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Wow. I will say that Monica did win Best Dressed. She did. She did. Yeah. Monica went she best dressed. Dressed baby in that Fendi, just like mm -hmm. Brandy. I love Brandy and her style. It's very like bohemian and like hippie. But I was like, girl, come on, like, can you put on like a, something a little jazzier? Yeah, but it was fine. And yeah. she was in her own style, so they both like were within their own right. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can how do I watch it? On Apple Music. She don't have Apple Music. Oh, what? I know. I saw a tweet that was like, if Spotify <laughs> is so superior, why isn't this versus on Spotify? Boop. Hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a link for Apple Music. You actually can also, I, I believe it's you on can... YouTube. I'm oh, sure. It's probably, yeah. Because it was recorded. All right, maybe I'll watch it tonight after I finish this work crap. I'll send you the playlist. That way you can, like, listen. To oh, the it. playlist is... Fire. The next so time good. that you come over, we're going to have a our own Brandy and Monica night where we just yes. listen to music all night. Should we dress up? Absolutely. 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 I'm going to be Brandy from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. I call it. Okay, Carla. I'm going to be sitting <laughs> up in my room, Brandy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what we've been doing all quarantine. Um, I was going to say something <gasps> really bad and inappropriate, and I'm going to choose not to say Nope, it. don't you do it. I know exactly what you were going to say. It's going to be offensive. I, I know exactly yeah. what he was going to say. Do I know Jarrell. Okay. Um, what moving, did you say? I don't give you the floor, because I know what you were about to say. Yeah, I know Jarrell knows what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> moving on, another <laughs> highlight I wanted to uh, speak out since we're talking about Black Girl Magic. Kiki Palmer hosted the VMA she Awards did. that we all watched, and she was the first Black female host to host since 1987. I cannot wow. believe we're in this place and time. And she gave you 90s looks. She gave you everything. I, I know that uh, Brayden has some opinions on Kiki Palmer. Would love to, you know, talk about that. But I just want to focus on also the good part of her being this trailblazer that, that she was able, they finally asked another Black woman when a lot of black women are in the music industry, but they finally mm -hmm. asked another black woman to host after all those years. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think about the show? It was fun. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. did a That's good fun. job yeah. uh, considering, you know. Um, I don't know about the fake audience so much. That was but weird. It was weird, but I, when you, Darrell, you were like, but it would have been more weird if there was just like silence. And there was no like cheering, and I was like, okay, I can get with that. Yeah, that was. Awkward. I, I yeah. thought the drive-in part was really cool. A lot of people wondered why they didn't do the whole thing as a drive-in. Yeah, um, yeah, that would have been dope. That would have been dope. In Brooklyn. Well, I think it had to do with a lot of sponsors. I know MSG was sponsoring. Uh, I just don't know. There's I enough found room out to accommodate like a lot of people. 
No, right. they wouldn't have well, been able to do a lot, but maybe just a few more. They would have had to do it on a field, probably. I mm-hmm. thought that would have been a good idea would be what they did the Dragon Drive-In there at the Garden State Plaza Mall right there in Jersey, right across the bridge or whatever. That, that set up, that parking lot set up perfectly for that. I know it's, you know, Jersey, but it's, you know, it's plenty of room. They had space. They obviously yeah. put on performances there before. So, mm-hmm. but what I thought was dope as fuck was when, um, um, the, what's his name? He killed a guy or he killed a person. I know he did. <laughs> the weekend. The weekend. The weekend. <laughs> his, the, his performance was on the edge. Yeah, that was there really cool. At, um, at Hudson Yards. Yeah, it was it was very good. I, I enjoyed seeing an award show. I mean, get used to this moving forward. I thought the gays won because um, Gaga won everything. So. She literally she won everything. So the gays had a lot to talk about. Gaga and The Weeknd, they, mm-hmm. they swept. And speaking of gays, the National LGBT <laughs> Chamber of Commerce endorsed Biden today. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, that's, that's good. Just, that's great. It really is. But, like, isn't everybody endorsing Biden as they should? Um, I think the police unions didn't. Of course not. What? <laughs> oh, no, they didn't. Of course they didn't. There. <sighs> but, you know, there's care of their defunding. I mean, look, we are really hoping that things turn around. Um, just a note, um, Adam brought up New Jersey. I just want to let everyone know it is official today. New Jersey indoor dining will begin this Friday. Um, it's going to be down on capacity and the hours are going to be different, but they are going to start New Jersey indoor dining um, on Friday. Um, and then they're going to be rolling it over to New York in the next three to four weeks. So we'll wow. definitely keep okay. our listeners just oh, in time for the winter cold and flu season. Great. Can't Great. wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> well, I think it's time we take a little break, get, yes. our, get a refreshment, and then when we come back, we have an extra special guest coming up for you. Actor and activist Scott Turner Schofield will be joining us. And we'll be right back. We have with us today special guest, Scott Turner Showville, actor and activist. Welcome to the show, Hi. Scott. Hello. Hi, Scott. Oh, it's so nice to see all your faces. I miss yeah, it's so good to see you, too. It's been a while. Has. Gosh, we were hanging out at Pride a couple, two summers ago now. <gasps> yes. In LA. In LA. Where are you now? Are you in LA or where are you right now? I am in Oregon. I have family in uh, Southern Oregon, so I am. Nice. Enjoying the woodsy life. Yes, I see. (laughs) So, I mean, first question right off the bat, how are you doing with COVID? How's everything been going? This year has completely switched upside down. You have one of your films that came out this year, so everything's been a little crazy. So how are you doing with COVID and everything? Yeah, it's been a wild year. When I when I started the year in January, I got to go to Sundance. I was in a movie that that came out there. Uh, I was I traveled like three different states in three days, you know. And the year was gearing up to be just so much go 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 go, and then it just quit. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It quit for everybody. <laughs> right, yeah. I had just started yeah, a job. Everybody. Oh yeah, twenty twenty said ha. Yeah, they did. <laughs> All your plans. I, I genuinely, I genuinely thought it was gonna be like a two week, like oh we'll we'll be off for like two weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. Cut to six months now, <laughs> and uh, here we are. This is life now. <laughs> well, I hope it's not life, because in other countries, people are you know respecting one another and taking care of one another, which is the only thing that our problem is, right? We we right. It and we're not being kind to ourselves or each other. Yeah. Uh, and, but, you know, other places, they're doing all right, you know, and this is, it's definitely something we got to manage, but I don't think we're going to be stuck inside forever. I hope not. Yeah. We can't. <laughs> we can't. We ain't going to make it. I mean, at this point, a lot of people are just like, I got to go. I got to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll be as yeah. as I can, but. And I'm not going to judge that. I just think we got to be respectful of each other and take care of each other. You wear a mask to protect yourself and other people. Like, yeah. it's not hard. 
You know what I mean? Like, it really isn't. It's, it's, it's very interesting. People are actually allowed to go places, but now their big issue is they don't want to wear a mask. They were upset at first because they had to stay in. And now it's like, well, I want to go out so you can go out. But they're like, I don't want to wear a mask. So it's like, well, what do you want? Like, how do you want to do this? Well, Nancy, you can't have both, so <laughs> you got to choose something. The problem is, you know, typical America, we made it about following rules or not following rules, and Americans mm-hmm. don't like to follow rules. Americans like to be exceptional and not mm-hmm. follow, you know, I got a doctor's note or whatever nonsense. Right. This is very simple science, people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Very no. simple. It's not that hard. <laughs> germs are in the air, and they go into your holes in your face, and they get you sick. <laughs> And then you get sick. Yeah. And you <laughs> or if you don't die, you might kill your grandma or somebody else's grandma. Like so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like our American exceptionalism is is making us sick. Yeah, seriously. Well, to shift gears real quick. So you just had a project <laughs> that I dropped. um my my question for you is when like when did you like want to become an artist like who or what inspired you i mean i was one of those kids my whole life you know i was always like blocking the television to act out what was happening on on screen you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so forever i mean really it, it was like i knew as a child that i was a, a boy even though no one agreed with me and that I was a movie star even though no one could see it yet uh, you know what right. I mean amen yeah. to that that's right and here we how are how old were you Scott when you realized that you were a boy I mean right it was it was my first the thing that I it wasn't so much that I realized I was a boy it was that I knew who I was and I could tell there was a disconnect that like nobody else was seeing it and it was confusing as a small child like i know this this is very clear to me what is y'all's problem right and then having to have that tension all the time and you know and it 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 was really damaging and this is the thing about trans kids is people want to say oh they don't know who they are i'm sorry 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. When you have, like, you can't make up an experience. Like, millions of people say, when I was a kid, from a very young age, I knew this is what it was like. This is what it felt like. This is what I did. I never met another trans kid who told me how to feel that way. I felt yeah. that way. And so yeah. you want me to meet other people who felt that way, too. So you can't, you can't say that it's like an attention-getting thing people make up. You know, yeah. it's, it's just a real experience. And there are trans people who, I have a friend who... She on her 40th birthday, she was real depressed and she didn't understand. She'd been real depressed for a long time and she just didn't understand it. And she was a real, she was like a biker dude, bro, you know? Yeah. And she, she was like, I don't know why, but I just decided I was going to wear a dress on my 40th birthday and it changed everything. It was like, she, you know what I mean? And she, and she comes from a, a culture. She's, she's not from the United States. She's from a different culture where there's no language for any of that. So it was just like, I'm just going to try putting on a dress. I don't know why. And then she was like, oh, wait, this is who I am. So, you know, there are mm-hmm. different trans experiences. But yeah. when we have children, we have to believe them, you know? Right. If you don't believe a kid, it sets them up for so much hardship and so much pain. It's like, forget about it. Yeah. But again, don't get started. Because. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no, want no, you to get started. Ahead. You know? I, <laughs> I do this work and I think, I think we all do this work. Why do we have pride? It's because we had shame, you know, yeah. and we don't, we have pride and we share our pride. So that's, that's, said. that's absolutely it. Yeah. So don't cause people to be ashamed of themselves. It's simple. Wear your mask. Don't cause people to be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah. a history lesson today. Be kind, rewind. No, <laughs> no pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It is. So Scott, you mentioned that you knew you were a boy at like the beginning of your time. So describe to our listeners out there who don't know the, the timeline that you went from being trans, when you went to transition into a boy and then your acting career, or did your acting career start before you transitioned? Yeah, good question. So like I said, it was always this kind of dual flame, right? Where, uh, 
I very much had like, I, I had this performance bug. Um, and so I was always doing acting classes and doing this school theater or whatever, right? Um, and when I got to college, I was very professional about it. I went, you know, I went to Emory, which actually has a, a unknown, but really amazing acting program. Um, and very professionally oriented. You work with a professional theater company as your like classes and all of your experience. So like you start really getting experience at that time. And um, I was doing really well in my classes. I, you know, I could obviously do the work, but I wasn't getting cast in roles because they were doing very traditional theater and not just like traditional, like Shakespeare, but like traditionally gendered work. Like they, you know, they weren't, there weren't roles for people like me. And what yeah. was a blessing about it was, and this was, you know, I don't ever reveal my age, but uh, like this was a long time before any of this happened, before the world changed in the way that it has. The teachers just recognized that it was unfair that I could be doing so well in my classes and not have a real world experience of having a lead role in a play, simply because my gender expression didn't match the characters that they were casting and so one of my teachers said look you can't like wait for a role to be written for you sometimes you got to write your own and i know i'm speaking to everybody here right <laughs> and then became pride <laughs> so you know so i did i wrote my first one-man show it ended up being my honors thesis and the program gave me my very own production so that i could have uh, an experience being a lead actor and have all those, you know, the scrutiny of an audience and, and all of that stuff. And I performed it um, during winter. It was like the beginning of winter break for a lot of other schools. So a bunch of kids from other schools had already come home to Atlanta and they saw the performance. And by spring break of senior year, I was touring. And I toured that show for nine years. Um, you know, it was, it, it was amazing. So it kind of happened both at the same time uh, in that way, even though they were, even though they were kind of at odds. But that's so yeah. kismet though. That's like, what a hell of a story. Right. And you know, it's not for nothing that I wrote my own story. And my very first one man show is called Underground Transit. Um, I have a book called Two Truths and a Lie. And it's the three performance scripts in my yeah. one man show. And, um, and so Underground Transit is in there. And it was, now I look at it and I was like, oh, it was like a non-binary manifesto, really. But it was, okay. this, you know, this, this like me sort of figuring it out artistically, right? Figuring out how to talk about this experience of gender that I was living. And um, so I was speaking my truth, right? So you have a, a trans actor speaking their truth, being supported to put it in front of an audience, and it's a success. Hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so has being, <laughs> has being transgendered in the industry hurt you at all? Because it seems like it's helped you because you were just freaking nominated for an Emmy in your work in Studio City. Like, that's huge. Sure, but I wasn't nominated for an Emmy because I'm trans. I was nominated for an Emmy because a group of my performing peers voted for me as a good actor. Yeah. That yes. Yes. You're here. They weren't like, he's, he's good at being transgender, right? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, let's be clear, I'm fabulous at it. But, um, <laughs> and that was the thing about the Emmy was that was like the real recognition there where because yeah. the people who vote for the Emmys are not trans people. They're not even really allies. Let's, you know, I mean, many people are, but like, that's not what they're centered around. They're centered around, did you do a good acting job? And yeah. we're going to vote that. And so I think it's more of an accomplishment to be, to, to know that the world has all the biases from benign and just ignorant to full out hate, right? Mm -hmm. to, to have to push against all of that and still get through this tiny little door of the Emmys, like yeah. that says a lot to me, right? Because there's no, mm -hmm. you know, sadly, there should be affirmative action in this work because it is so white and it is so hetero and it is so cis. Like those are the people who make up those institutions. There should be yeah. you know, help for those of us, but there isn't. So, you know, so, but yeah, to tell you, yeah, it has been hard. Uh, 
you know, I did one man shows because no, there were no roles. Right. right? right. And, and even when transgender roles would come up, they'd put cisgender people in them. Right. So I could right. do an for the transgender, for the like two transgender roles in five years that would come up. And by the way, like no one, I'm, I'm going to name one for you. Boys don't cry. Name yeah. two yeah. more big trans masculine stories. I'll wait. <laughs> right yeah. so that hurts me you know that yeah. it definitely hurts me. it hurts anyone to be a minority when media mainstream media is only invested in showing itself to itself if we're not in the yeah. mainstream we're not going to be shown you know which i think is changing now but for sure yeah i think so as well and i think it's really i, I will say you know kind of going back to what brayden said about the emmys what's so great is they are at a place where they are recognizing minorities because i think that years ago you know they were called out for you know not recognizing uh people of color um you know lgbt people of in the entire spectrum and it's always a first time in ever that we have a black woman and lead actress nominated since 1987. It's like, what? First time a black man has won lead actor when uh, James Reynolds won years ago. And it's like, for me, those first, and you know, I know there was a lot of press around you as your first, but kind of speaking on that, you've been a part of the daytime family for a long time not even speaking of pride, but you made groundbreaking as a role of Nick and Bold and the Beautiful. Um, it was such a life-changing story. And my question to you is, number one, how did you feel getting that part? And the second part to that question is, how did you feel when they just dropped that storyline without any type of follow-up? Do you feel it was for this press, for the, the, what they wanted to get from it, or do you feel like it could have done more? Well... So, I mean, obviously getting the role was amazing because it was my first big break in yeah. television, right? Yeah. Um, and f I think for any actor, no matter who you are, when you get that access, it's amazing. It's a dream come true, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, you wake up into this dream come true and it's reality and reality isn't perfect, right? Um, and, you know... The, the way that the storyline was handled, first of all, I have to say, there was a big piece of it that I loved, which was that they were focusing on Maya's family, a black family, mm -hmm. figuring out how to, to love and be a family with a transgender person in it. And that is still ahead of its time. You know what I mean? Until Pose hit, like that, I mean, even Pose, yeah. like, dealing with their families in Pose, they are their family in Pose, right? Right. So, it, the, it, you know, in some ways, I just think that they did something so big, you know, mm -hmm. that they didn't have to do. They, and they did it right and well, you know, as right as they could, because they couldn't make Maya, they couldn't make Carla Mosley a trans woman, right? Right. Like, right. But like, besides that, um, and I think because of the timing of it, they got to a place where they just didn't know what to do. Yeah. you know and you know the thing about daytime is man you don't even get three takes they don't oh, spend yeah. a lot of time no. they, they have One to take. That, you know <laughs> what i mean like you know they have to just go 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 and i think that you know i i just didn't let, let me tell you this the experience that i had on the bold and the beautiful was really excellent I saw all of these professionals by choice, right? Not by ratings, because in 2015, nobody was getting more ratings for having a trans story. Like to be a, a, a trailblazer is a dangerous spot because you only have things to lose, okay? Right. So they took that risk. They did it right. They did it well. Everyone on that set was trained, you know, took super good care, gave me a lot of space and artistic ability right so they you know artistic artistic input i should say like if something was felt wrong right mm -hmm. like, like i could say so which most actors don't get the opportunity to do right. Right? right you know and so if it were a set where they didn't really care where they were just like oh whatever let's put the t word out and and you know what i mean like if they yeah. if they you, you know when people don't care and you know when they do and they really did care i just think 
they didn't know what to do. They, they got themselves into something much bigger than they realized and they didn't know what to do and they didn't have the resources of time to be able to really do that right and well. And I gotta tell you, I'd rather have somebody drop something if they're not gonna do it right and well than to do it poorly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And yeah, it was a bummer to not, you know, have like 16 episodes and I thought I was going to be there forever. I was so excited, you know, yeah. or at least I thought I would come, I would keep coming back. Uh, yeah, and right. like, no, so sure it sucks, but that's just like regular Hollywood heartbreak anyway. It happens all the time. So, yeah. Word. Well, you came over here and you joined us on Pride. So we had such an amazing time filming with you. Yes. You spoke a few moments ago about how there's been several projects, you know, you were able to have input on. And, you know, we definitely talked to you going into season two of Pride and as we'll continue to do going forward about the importance of, you know, the transgender world and making sure we represent that correctly. What are one of your things that you're looking forward to, hopefully, um, when Pride comes back, as far as leave goes? Oh. I mean, I want to see what, what his life is, right? Yeah. And, you know, we set up that tension right at the beginning. So I want to see, like, how's that going to play out? You know, yeah. and it, we have good bones for this story. So I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it really playing out, you know? Mm -hmm. We all are. Yeah, we're super <laughs> excited to have you come back. It's, you know, with COVID and everything, the world is insane right now. But yeah. we're hoping it all works out because people are ready to go back to work. Well, or else you have to adapt and we'll all do it through Zoom. I've been seeing, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, I've been seeing so much good production stuff happening through Zoom. It's yeah, been wild, yeah. you know, and while I don't really want it to be that way, the show must go on, right? Literally. Yeah, it must go on. You know, I keep telling myself 2021 just has to be better. I don't know what's going to happen, but it has to be better. It has to be. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's going to already be better than 2020. Like, right, sorry. right, right. Like, By default. Mm -hmm. I don't know because 2020 just keeps getting worse and worse. Like, no. So no. hopefully it doesn't bleed into 2021. Sorry to be a negative man. <laughs> he just popped wow. my bottle. He did. He popped. I'm with <laughs> all my candles. I don't. But here's the. I, I kind of like straddle between you both, right? Like, let's let's prepare for the worst, right? Like, pray to God, but row for sure right like yeah. <laughs> like and here's the thing even if it is worse everybody's grown everybody's learned a lot this year we've all become stronger this year so we'll at least be better in terms of being able to deal with it yeah yeah we're mentally yeah. prepared i guess yeah well a lot more anyway stronger than but yesterday yeah exactly <laughs> As Britney, as Britney Spears said, stronger than yesterday. You know? Free Britney. Uh, Free Britney. Yeah. I think she did, didn't her sister? Her sister. Her, like, her yeah, finances, at least. Yeah. yeah. I think her dad still has some kind of control, but we'll see. Never have anybody in charge of you and you. I mean, that's such a lesson, right? Right. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> So, Scott, you were just in Outfest, correct? Yeah. Yes. Tell us about at that experience and the importance of being a part of becoming a man in 13 Easy Steps. 127. I wish it was Which 13. Uh, <laughs> but you're mixing up because we put, we put so many on there. Um, so this is really cool. Uh, and actually what's really exciting is they decided to do an encore. So everybody who's watching, you get to see this. Uh, you go to outfest.org and on for 24 hours only, starting on September 7th, Becoming a Man in 127 Easy Steps is going to be available. It is, we would call it a choose your own adventure story, but that's a trademark term. So it's actually a pick your own path story. Uh, and cool. get, 27 different pieces, 27 different stories, which you click on and you might get a video, you might get a podcast episode, or you might get a, a PDF that pops up that you can read. So it's multimedia because right. speaking with your own authentic voice is very important, right? Yes. And you get to choose how you experience. It's interactive. So you get to choose how you experience the stories in what order, whether you want to watch read and listen to all of them or you just want to follow a few um 
And it's, it was really successful. People really loved it. People really enjoyed being able to make their own story um, as they went along. So I'd love it if, if you can take a look. Um, Absolutely. On- yes. I love that. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of your project that you have. I know you had been working on that for quite some time. And I know that you're really, really proud of it. So I cannot wait to check it out. I cannot wait for our listeners to check it out. Um, It's been so great to have family come with us today. Always. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, it's, it's, thank you for having me. And, you know, please let's all just commit to taking care of ourselves and, learning how to get stronger so that no matter what comes, cause you know what? Stories are so important right now. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, we, queer people, right? Queer and trans folks, like we are so important right now. We cannot fall off, right? Absolutely. No, we have to keep going. You know, we had a plague that decimated our, our numbers. And that means that our generation, I'm speaking for all of us in this talking right now, didn't have mentors. We got to stick around for the kids that come later. We got to be here making the world better, telling the good stories and and pushing, continuing to progress this movement that pride is, you know? So we got to stay healthy, wear your mask, you know, and and stay here. Amen yeah, to absolutely. God. Amen. And Scott, please tell our listeners and viewers where they can find you on social media. Look up Becoming a Man in 127 Easy Steps. Becoming a Man in 127 Easy Steps. Uh, that's Instagram or 127 Steps on Facebook. Um, and you can look, just look up my name. I'm on all the social media, Scott Turner Schofield. I would love to have your ear for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. You can Google him. And everyone got <laughs> his Emmy nominated role on Studio City earlier this year. Um, you can check that out now. And also, you can go check him out on season two of Pride the Series on Amazon Prime. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today, Scott. We Thank you, Scott. Yes, thank, thank you. Yeah. So good to see you. You too. Be well. Take care. Okay, my friends. Be well. Be safe. We love you. Bye. It was great catching up with Scott. Oh, I love Scott. He's the best. Yeah. I, last time I saw Scott was in... L.A. Pride. Was it L.A. Pride? I thought yeah. it was the Emmys. Mm-hmm. It might have been the Emmys. I feel like it was... No, it was... No, because remember, we didn't go to the Emmys. Mm. Darrell and Brayden did. Yeah, but I feel like right. there's been also something... <laughs> we were watching we, Game of Thrones. We went to <laughs> Korean barbecue. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I was so mad because Lord's heel had broke. And I was like, can y'all get here? And y'all were like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what are y'all doing? And I was like, hello. And y'all were just like, oh. We're at I, Whitney and Devin. Yeah, y'all were like, we're Baby, on our I way. And then y'all were really on your way to Whitney and Devin. And I was just like, wait, what? We're on the 405. I was right. so tight. Y'all showed up. I said, like, mm-hmm. And I was so hey. mad. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, me and Brayden was just, I said, we're honored. Cause I'm sure we were waiting on something we shouldn't, but it's again, so good, good to catch up with uh, Scott Turner. Our pride fam. He's yeah. for, for our listeners out there, you can still watch his film, How to Become a Man in 127 Easy Steps at Outfest until Labor Day. So be sure to go check it out. That's in like a week. You got a week. Yeah. Labor Day's Day? Labor Day's seven. seven. I don't know. No. One of them days. We have three more weeks of summer. Thank God. <laughs> but you know what? Fall's my favorite. I was going to say. I just don't know how everything's going to work with COVID. Well, as we said earlier in our first same segment, some things it's are It's going to be the same. We'll just have our heater on instead of the AC. <laughs> well, well that, <laughs> I mean... I mean, and, pe- and people will want to, here's what's going to happen, though, which is going to make everybody mad. Because I know, actually, you had said in an earlier podcast, you were just like, I wish that, I wish COVID didn't happen at all. But if it was going to happen, could it have not happened during the winter? Right. Right. Like, out of summer and done what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're going to open everything back up, as we said in our first segment, uh, with New Jersey indoor dining. Hopefully there's no spikes, but if there is, then it's going to shut down and we're going to be locked in the house until probably April of next year. Locked up. But yep. not booed up because we don't have nobody. Locked it's cuffing season. If out. anyone's looking to cuff me, please. Let me out. Everybody come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cuffing season and I don't even own cuffs. 
No, no. I'm behind. No, you were you're 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 far behind. No. That one's good. That was good. We should use that as a sound bite at the beginning of this episode as a promo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure our listeners know that we do that, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cut that out. Um, Make a note at three minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, I'm dead ass. What is everyone? <laughs> Stop the cameras. Dead ass. <laughs> what, are, um, what, are, for, what are everyone's Labor Day plans, actually, before we go? I want to be on a boat. Boats and hoes. I want to yeah, I'll be go the to hoe. the ocean. <laughs> huh? I want to go to the ocean. We haven't yeah. like, done a beach day. Yeah, I don't have any plans. I haven't even really thought do, about like, it. Saturday. We should do a Saturday beach day. It's supposed to be like 84 and sunny. Okay. This Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Saturday. We can like make sandwiches and everything. Yeah, <laughs> you hear. <laughs> we can make sandwiches and then go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday Labor Day. Because we're eating better, so salad. Oh wow! This is Labor Day weekend coming up. <laughs> you like you want to choke me? We'll do. We'll I'm, do. I'm we'll do Labor Day weekend. We'll do. Uh, we'll do wraps. No, we should grill. Brain, we're coming over. I thought we were going to the beach. Right on Saturday, yes, and then Sunday we'll grill. <laughs> nope, I've done. Told y'all, I need forty-eight hours in between of each hangout. Well, well, you ain't got 48 hours. Okay. And you're off Monday, so you got a four-day you're weekend. You're stuck with us, okay? We are family. Like we need some giant, giant trees. trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we gonna be. We don't stop eating. That's it. Um, this has been an amazing episode of Pride the Podcast. We're so happy that all of our listeners came here and joined us. Please continue to be safe out there. Wear your mask. Wash your ass. Try to get you some cuffs and not be behind like <laughs> Ashley over here. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, please go online, as we said earlier, and stream Brandy versus Monica. If you missed it last night, it was monumental. Mm-hmm. Two women of color really just sharing their artistry with us. Please check it out. Um, continue to keep uh, Chadwick Bowman family in your prayers. You know, yes. this is 2020 and we've lost a lot of greats. Um, from Naira Rivera, Chi Chi Devane, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. You know, we we really need to stay up in prayers. And remember, tell people out there you love them. You never know when it's your last time you're going to be able to do that. Hug yeah. them. Make it uncomfortable. Them. Make it uncomfortable. Brayden hates one. I, I love you. I love you. And I love you. <laughs> love you. So, Brayden, tell everyone where they can always find your social media. Well, you can find me at work between 8 and 7 or 8 p.m., but I won't give you that email address. But outside those hours, my social media handle is at Mr. Braden Bradley. And if you want to cuff me up and you want to, like, Netflix and chill, slide into my DMs at Box Wine Poppy with a zero. Me? Somebody. Oh. You can catch me at Ashley Aaron and you can slide in my DMs as well. We can talk. Yeah. We'll pop at all. Yeah, we like, can buy I'm, me some cups. I'm ready know. to talk. Like, I just want to talk. Right. I just want we a good morning. Text. I would love a good morning text. A good night text. Maybe a FaceTime in between. I'll text I don't you know. tonight, Ashley. I'll text you. <laughs> Thank you, Brayden. At You're least welcome. you got somewhere. At least you got one A. Yeah. I don't know. Um, always you can find me at I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram, Darrell Anthony at Twitter. Uh, please go listen to new episodes of Forever and a Day. Um, they're on all podcast channels. Uh, my character, Antoine, is causing all kind of mess over there, so please go check it out. It's an amazing show, and I cannot wait till we come back for season two of that. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you.